The Yankees just took the weekend series over the Dodgers and won four of six on their recent West Coast road trip. They've gone through a lot in the first two months of the season, and there might be something really brewing for the Yankees this year. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit betterhelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on? hey oh, Great weekend. Two of three in Los Angeles. And you know what, Stacy? It wasn't that cold, actually, as a matter of fact. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, by the way, on the YouTube side for 2,800 subs. We had a great week last week. Let's keep it up. Tell your friends about the show if you listen to us every day. Thank you guys for being everydayers. Coming up on today's show, hey, Nestor Cortez is hurt. What does that mean for the Yankees? And do we trust what the Yankees have been saying about it here? We'll talk about that later on in the show. It's Monday. Everydayers know that Miners Monday is every Monday. We're going to change it up a little bit, change the format a little bit. We're going to tell you about some top performers, but we have a broader discussion about one player in particular that's coming up in just a moment. But first, Stacey, Yankees win the weekend after taking the rubber game on Sunday in a nice late inning rally, I guess you could say rally. Um, But I'll start with Domingo Herman. I mean, unbelievable. And well, the game was a pitcher's duel, as you predicted on Friday. You said the Sunday matchup was going to be the matchup, and I got the dud on Friday <laughs> with Kershaw and Seve, so you were right. Um, yeah, it was a pitcher's duel up until that seventh inning, and just amazing performance by Herman. Um, got a little worried there when he fell off the mound a little funny and he had to you know they all went and I, I just thought to myself oh my god not again yeah I thought that too <laughs> I'm like not another injury like that that's three over the weekend like let's not do this and thankfully he stayed in his only blemish was that JD Martinez solo shot on a hanging curve that just <laughs> it was the worst pitch he threw all night and uh JD Martinez deposited it into left field, but six and two thirds, that one run, four hits, one walk and six strikeouts. I mean, he looked great. Yeah, he really did. And he stepped up in a big way, especially with the Nestor news uh, coming earlier in the day. Again, we're going to talk about that later. Uh, yeah. I mean, that curveball saved that one. His curve was looking really, really nice on Sunday. Yeah. So uh, that's a, a really, a, a real positive step. Oswaldo Cabrera, uh, yes, he's back uh, after not being back and then being back. You know, some some injury stuff happened over the weekend. Some moves happened. Uh, but anyway, RBI ground out in the eighth to bring home Rizzo. Uh, and then Volpe, a two-run shot in the ninth. Yeah. So, look, like the Yankees right now are getting production, yes, from Aaron Judge. Yes, from Anthony Rizzo. You know, from the big guns. But it's really, really encouraging to see Cabrera getting the job done on a ground out. Volpe getting the job done with the big hit. Uh, obviously, overall numbers aren't great offensively for those guys, but you got to be at least delighted to see that uh, when they needed it. Yeah. It's uh, the Volpe. I was very excited about the Volpe home run only because I didn't feel comfortable with a two run lead, a uh, two one lead going into the bottom of the ninth against the Dodgers. And for some reason, right off the bat, I didn't think it was going out. And then I realized, oh, 
no, that's I, I watched the outfielders and realized that he hit that out. And, you know, um, would I like his batting average to go up? Yes. Would I like the strikeouts to go down? Yes. But if he's going to hit a home run like that, you know, once a week, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Stacy, you've been a fan of the Yankees forever. Uh, I've been covering uh, the Yankee system over the last two seasons. So I wanted to ask you this. I mean, this team is resilient. Like there is no denying that, that with all the injuries this team has had, they have performed, you know, 11 games over 500 and in many divisions leading the division if they weren't in their own. How does this team compare to the last 10 years of Yankees history? If you look back to the 2013 season on, where would you rank this team right now? I would say they are one right now, one a behind 2019. And I feel like when guys come back, they'll jump ahead of 2019 because 2019 was amazing. You know, that was the year where they had 30 guys go in the IL. They had all these guys come in and step, step up in those guys absences. And it was just like, there was a different guy every night doing something. You had insane DJ LeMayhew who played like an MVP. You had uh Glaber also, and they managed to win 103 games. Any other team who had that many guys go on the IL would have sunk below 500 and the fact that they were able to win 103 games was amazing to everyone watching and i feel like this team is very similar in that way because it feels like we're learning about injuries nearly every day lately really and there's yeah. i mean we said it in the open four of six on the road trip you know west coast road trips are notoriously iffy for the yankees and <laughs> i'm extremely happy with that result two out of three in both of them fantastic with the way this series began i was a little afraid of what could happen in la because la is a good team they're right there with the yankees record wise and i'm really enjoying this team but they're just behind 2019 they're very close and i feel like when certain guys come back they will pull ahead of them well i think that's where this conversation uh kind of starts um is this team, again, that word I used was resilient. Mm -hmm. They easily could have just gone 500 or even below, right? Yeah. And, and, and to their credit, they've, they've performed and guys have stepped up. Yes, a lot of that right now, especially at the tail end of, of May, is because of player of the month, Aaron Judge. Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, that's obvious that he, he has carried his weight this season uh, when he has been on the field. Uh, but I think you can still, you look at this roster and yes, a lot of players, or a lot of people are going to be upset at this team and you're never going to make them happy. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, even if they win the world series, they'll find something to complain about. Mm -hmm. But I mean, really though, what, what else could you want out of the team that has been on the field this season? And I'll be the first one to admit that I doubted this team. I doubted this team in April. Uh, I doubted this team in early May and they have proved me wrong. And that's encouraging if you're a Yankees fan. That's all I have to say. Let us know how you feel. Where would you rank this team right now over the last decade of Yankees baseball since 2013? Stacy, Saturday's game in Los Angeles, Aaron Judge, 19th homer. Um, then he Looney Tunes his way through the bullpen wall. Uh, of course, he was out on Sunday with that toe injury as well. But what a catch, man. Ugh. What a year already. 
I mean, what cracked me up was, I mean, once I realized he was kind of okay, because I mean, that could have been, that really could have been disastrous. I mean, so many things could have happened on that play. If he didn't stop himself, he could have fallen in some strange position and hurt like a shoulder or a neck or something. Um, when he made the catch, how loud the roar of the crowd was. Yeah. <laughs> because there's oh, there's so a many, lot of Yankees fans out here, dude. There's so many there's Yankees fans. There's <laughs> a lot. Not just, and not just Spike Lee. So, uh. Yeah, he's he's lucky he didn't get more seriously hurt. And, you know, I'm hoping that this toe thing isn't a lingering problem, but he's just he's amazing. I mean, he really is. Yeah. I know he's six, seven and he has longer reach, but that was I mean, he really ran for that. And that was just an amazing catch. It was unbelievable. Uh, AL MVP front runner, right? There's I would say so. Yeah. Not even close right now. Yeah. Uh, Jake Bowers, <laughs> two homer game, uh, pretty much the same pitch. Uh, yeah. Great to see Jake uh, swinging it lately. Huge fan of Jake Bowers. I, I love the guy. I think he's the sweetest dude. Um, yeah, he's great. I, I really like Jake Bowers, and I, I really rooting for his success. Uh, Garrett Cole removed from that game uh, with some cramping after 80 pitches. Uh, pitched pretty well, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're a tough lineup, and I have to give kudos to both Cole and Herman because Herman kept them off balance all night Sunday, except for that Martinez mm-hmm. home run. And Cole did a pretty good job against, you know, neutralizing some guys coming into the series who were doing really well. I mean, Freddie Freeman was on fire coming into the series, yeah, and, and the Yankees held really silent. helped. Yeah, they held him down. So um, the Cole thing was worrisome before we figured out that it was cramps. He said he was fighting them off all game. And, you know, Garrett Cole's known for basically – munching down bananas during games to help himself out and where were they on saturday garrett what is going on there because please with all the injuries the last thing you know because of the timing of it how many pitches he had you know everyone was panicking on twitter because we didn't find out right away that it was cramps but thankfully it was and no home runs i was wrong i was wrong (laughs) will smith and freddie and uh mookie betts did yeah. not happen. You know, Mookie got the home run off Seve in the yeah, uh, yeah. Friday, Friday lost Seve. Yikes! Tagged with seven on nine hits and in four innings pitched. Uh, Mookie, Muncy, JD all going deep. Uh, but hey, Donaldson with a pair of homers and and Giancarlo Stanton their first game back. So that's a nice a nice little touch there. And and not only I mean Donaldson's was it his first home run? That was a that was a shot. I mean, my God! I told you. I remember what, I, what we were talking about on Friday. I was like. Giancarlo wants to be back for the Dodgers series so he can attempt to hit it into the parking lot again. Yeah. And then, you know, Donaldson, my God, like (laughs) what? He hit it over 400 feet. Someone was joking that the juiced balls were back for the Yankees Dodgers series. And, uh, and that got me worried about Cole and then he didn't give up a home run. So there you go. Yeah. It's uh, I've said it before. You'll say, I'll say it again. If you can get league average out of Josh Donaldson, man, I think that's a total win. You put it in your back pocket and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever you get Giancarlo Stanton for, just take it. Just take it at this point. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks for checking us out. If you're new here, by the way, thanks for checking us out. We do Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday <laughs> here on Lockdown Yankees, AKA every day. Uh, you can drop your questions for our Friday shows in the comment section here on YouTube. Of course, we answer our fan mail questions on our Friday show. You can catch the White Sox series after an off day today. The Yankees back at home starting on Tuesday night. They're facing off with Chicago. You can catch it on Sirius XM. Coming up, as promised, it's Monday. So let's talk about the minor leagues. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. 
It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back here on Locked on Yankees. Hey, thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Coming up on Tuesday for you everydayers out there, Emily Messina. One of the voices of the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders is going to be joining us, and we're going to have a whole conversation about Oswald Peraza and his development. She's watched him all year long down with the Rail Riders, so uh, nice to get a good perspective on how Oswald has been playing. We'll talk a little bit about whether he deserves a chance to play in the majors, maybe even over Anthony Volpe. So make sure you hit subscribe to be a part of that conversation tomorrow. You know the drill at this point. It's Miners Monday. We're going to do it with a little different flair today. Of course, we're still going to tell you about all the top performers that we can find for you here this week in the Yankee system. But I wanted to kind of deep dive a little bit more on Estevan Florial, Stacy. Sunday, picked up some more hits. Ho-hum. 13-game hitting streak. It is his longest hitting streak in his AAA career. Uh, he had a 12-gamer last season. He had a 9-gamer in his first season. He is hitting, and he had a great run in July of last year, an incredible run in July, uh, and he was pretty steady all season long. Uh, here in this past month, in the month of May, he homered in four straight games from May 18th to the 23rd, and if you back it up just a hair, he had homers in four or five games with a two-home run game on May 16th. The power hasn't been that ridiculous since then, but the power is definitely there, and that's something he's always had. Uh, Stacey, I think the bigger conversation here, a lot of Yankees fans, especially those who are tuning in, know who Esteban Florial is, right? Former number one prospect, uh, multiple tools. He's quick. He's a great outfielder. Uh, he's a good outfielder. I want to say he's a great outfielder. He's a very <laughs> good outfielder. I, I like him in the outfield. Um, he's very fast. He has some power. He has strikeout issues. We all know that. But He's only gotten 30 games in the majors, Stacy. 54 at-bats is all we're talking about here. Over four seasons. He's 10 for 54 in his major league career. And we kind of talked about this last week. We touched on it during our Fan Mail Friday episode. And I want you to kind of give me your thoughts before I give you mine. Do you think Estevan Florial has been mistreated by the New York Yankees? I do. I think he's been mistreated, but I don't think it's because they don't like him. I feel like the Yankees choose players to like and other guys fall by the wayside. <laughs> and it feels like they're purposely mistreating them, but they might not be purposely mistreating them. It's just they focus all their attention on the shiny toy and he's not the shiny toy. Does that make sense? Like, that's how I, I kind of feel about this. Think about what he's gone through, yeah. right? Not just recently, but throughout his career, especially over the last two seasons, right? The Yankees signed Franchi Cordero this season. They trade for Greg Allen. And 
Flo gets uh, DFA'd at one point, put onto waivers at one point this season. He clears waivers and gets outrighted to Scranton Wilkesbury. Last season, Matt Carpenter gets signed. Like all these little things where it's like, in theory, Esteban Florial is the next guy. Right. And he should be filling those shoes, but the Yankees pass by him for, like you said, the shiny toy, the new object. And I just feel like he still has not gotten a fair shake. And I just don't know if he's ever going to. Yeah, it feels like he's not going to. And I feel bad for him because, you know, 30 games and 54 bats is not a lot over four seasons. And, you know, you'll see people say, well, he strikes out too much. He does this too much, but he's not really given a chance to do much yeah. when he's in the majors. So how do you expect him to, you know, guys can't just come into a game like every fourth game and get a hit because you have to get your reps and you have to play. So it's unfair to him that when he's up in the majors, he doesn't really play a lot. And I don't know it, but yes, I believe they're mistreating him. But again, I don't think it's a malicious thing. It's just, the way they operate sometimes. And to his credit, Flo has been a true professional this whole time. Like I've, I never saw him complain once last year uh, when it looked like he should have been called up like 20 times hmm. and we're just sitting there watching him. And, and it feels like there's a role in star Wars and in, in Sith in Sith lore. If you could see my, my Boba Fett shirt on today, if I can get too nerdy, the rule of two in, in the Sith is there can only be one master and one Padawan. Right. <laughs> and I feel like the master was Miguel and Duhar and Stefan Florial has become the Padawan. Unfortunately, it's really, really unfortunate. And I think he deserves a fair shot uh, more than one game a week, more than, one at bat every three games when it's yeah. garbage time. Um, and it's just, I just, I, I, he's got a great head on his shoulder. I think he's a talented ball player. And you know what? Who doesn't strike out as much as Flo? Like Franchi, they signed Franchi. He struck out at a higher clip than Florial did in AAA. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Let us know. How do you feel about Florial? Do you think he deserves a chance this season? I know it's a little tough now, especially with Stanton back. Um, but let's be real. Left field is still open. Yeah. Left field is completely open. <laughs> Whoever's hitting is taking left field. Um, again, we're going to talk about Oswald Peraza, but I'm, I'm worried that he might fall down the same, same path. Unfortunately, uh, Florial becomes the master and, and then Peraza becomes the, the Padawan. The Padawan. Yeah, we'll with it again. <laughs> uh, anyway, wanted to talk about one great performer this week in the Yankee system, Tyler Hardman, uh, it's not really just this week, but he had one big, big moment on Thursday night. The Somerset Patriots were trailing seven to nothing by the fourth inning. Tyler Hardman, a grand slam uh, for a seven run comeback, ended up being an eight seven ball game after that grand slam on two outs and two strikes, no less. Hardman has had an interesting trajectory. Uh, he leads this team right now with 11 homers. He ended up homering in three straight games, by the way, just ho-hum. Uh, after the Grand Slam, he had five RBIs in that game. He had five RBIs in a game last week against Reading, which is a career high for him. And he has hits in eight of his last 11 games. And again, I kind of said he kind of has a weird trajectory. The power just kind of came last season. Mm -hmm. uh, his power really, really blossomed last season with Hudson Valley. And then... He got like a very, very small. He only played four games with Somerset last season at the end of the year and then ended up starting with Somerset this year. And, you know, he's had some mixed results. Let's be real. But he's not too dissimilar than a lot of players uh, in this age of baseball where it's just 
homer or bust. And uh, Tyler Hardman is an interesting case because it, he pushes that boundary of a lot of guys right now. Kind of talking about Florial. I don't think he, they have the same type of play style or anything like that. But where you go, okay, what you're, we're getting the power, but we have to give up something in return for that. And a lot of times for these guys, it's strikeouts, hmm. right? And that's the thing for Hardman and as it is for a lot of power hitters now. What is the leash and and what's the trajectory and how do they develop Tyler Hardman is something that I'm really, really curious. And he's a name that just kind of busted onto this the small niche Yankee scene last season. And I'm curious to see how he continues to develop. He had a pretty rough April, um, but he's playing better over May and, and here into June. So uh, very curious to see how Tyler Hardman's season continues to play out. If it's anything like last year, I mean, he's already halfway to his home run total. So from last season. So 11 bombs already this season is, is an interesting and encouraging sign. It's just getting the other things to go the right way. <laughs> hey, uh, I always tell you guys to drop in the comments, which minor league players you want to hear about. And I am reading your comments. You, a lot of you are asking about Jared Cerna, Jared Cerna, a young prospect playing for the Hudson Valley or not for the uh, Tampa Tarpons right now. We're going to talk about Jared Cerner later on this week, hopefully, so long as nothing crazy happens. Uh, we have some off days here throughout the next couple of weeks, so I want to take a little more time to talk about Jared Cerner, specifically not on a Mariners Monday. So make sure you hit subscribe, and we will talk about him later on this week. While you're in the comment section, drop your questions for Fan Mail Friday. As always, we answer questions on our Friday show. Hey, you can catch the White Sox series starting on Tuesday night on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app. And, of course, when we come back, we got to talk about Nasty Nestor. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, Stacy, some bad news here over the weekend. Looks like Nestor Cortez is going to be headed to the injured list with a shoulder problem. He's going to go uh, undergo an MRI either today or tomorrow. That's Monday or Tuesday. The team obviously flying overnight from Los Angeles to New York. Uh, so he's going to get an MRI when he gets into New York. This is what Aaron Boone had to say, quote, we don't think it's anything too major. The last couple of times recovering in between, he's had that achiness. Stacey, uh, your thoughts just overall on how this may have impacted Nestor? Do you think this is the cause for the problems that he's had later on in the game? I mean, it's surely possible. I God, it's just it feels like every day there's a new guy going down and it's always an important person to the team like this is just it's oh I just I but I don't believe Boone <laughs> you don't believe Boone no 
They're anticipating one to two missed starts. Obviously, you have to wait to see what the MRI says. Of course, right? like, of course. But I still, I don't, you know, because they always say stuff like, or he always says, to, oh, it's going to be this. It's going to, you know, like with Rizzo last week. I mean, he's back and he's okay. But, you know, how many games did he miss with the neck where he's like, yeah. oh, he should be in the lineup tomorrow. And it's like, uh, he missed like an entire series. And with this, you know, shoulder, it could be anything. It could be the teeniest little thing that the, uh, MRI picks up and it's just like, <laughs> like what's going on? Speaking of what's going on, hold on one second. Yeah, your lights flashing crazy. I thought you were getting arrested there for a second. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think we've all learned uh, the boy who cried wolf here of Aaron Boone quotes this season. One to two starts. You'd like to hope so. Uh, if that's the case, I think they weather the storm with Brito here, probably. Um, it's either Brito or, or Vasquez, obviously Randy Vasquez made his major league debut. What was that like a week ago or so a week and a half ago? Um, Johnny Brito, if, I mean, I, I imagine that's the call. Is that, is that the call for you? It's probably Brito. I would think it's Brito just because okay. he has the experience now being with the major league team. So I, I would assume it would be Brito. I'd be surprised if it was someone else. Uh, for Brito, do you think they would go the piggyback route again, or do you think just straight up let him start? Depends on the opponent, I think. I think it depends on the opponent. If it's a tougher one, they might do the piggyback. If it's you know a team that's struggling a bit, they might put him out there and be like, do yeah, whatever well, you can, kid. Have the White Sox coming up, and then what's after the White Sox series? Boston. Uh, Philly. Boston. Oh, is it Boston? Isn't it Boston? I have Phil. Well, it's Phillies. Oh, Boston's two no, weeks from White now. White Sox, yeah. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the Dodgers, Phillies. Uh, yeah, Red Sox, Yankees, finally, uh, this coming weekend. So we'll <laughs> yeah. see. We'll see where they go with it. Uh, again, I, I just – I don't know. I mean, they called Vasquez that day. I think that was just because they needed somebody. And it was yeah. a 40-man move, so it was easy. Yeah, I think that's what happened with that too. Just a reminder, the Yankees have no 40-man space right now. They have 46 guys and six of – which are on the 60 day. Mm. Uh, so in order for the Yankees to call up somebody else, uh, say a Will Warren, uh, they would have to make room on the 40 man by DFAing somebody or placing them on the 60 day IL, which there's nobody in my mind that's 60 dayable unless no. Nestor gets that bad. It would obviously be that, but I even think still, I don't think they would go for like Will Warren or anything like that or, or Mitch Spence or Sean Boyle. Uh, I think it still still seems like Brito's spot to take here. Yeah, I would think so. If it's a bad Nestor mm. injury, by the way, I'm just going to throw this out there. Maybe we can explore this in a future episode. Uh, if it is bad, I think the Yankees make a trade. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gotten I think to that point. They can't go the whole season like this. No, they can't because it's it's like no. the, the rotation is dropping like flies. <laughs> yeah. I think they go for a trade, and I think it's Oswald. Oh, no. Speaking of that. Oswald. Yeah. On tomorrow's show, we are going to talk about Oswald Peraza with Emily Messina, one of the voices of the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders and a good friend of mine. Uh, she will be on the show, and we're going to talk about Oswald and if he deserves a chance to play in the majors sooner rather than later. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a moment of that. Hey, and you don't want to miss a moment of the White Sox series, which starts on Tuesday. You can catch all the action on Sirius XM. That's going to do it for today's Lockdown Yankees. Stacey, I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll talk to you tomorrow.